0: Welcome to Simple Life Radio. I'm your host, Cynthia Fernandez. Simple Life Radio focuses on the simple things in life that get us back to basics and help connect us to the sweeter things in life and to each other. In our fast-paced lifestyle, it's easy to lose track of those simple things, take them for granted, and get caught up with overwhelm. So for the next hour, sit back, maybe get yourself a cup of tea, and just relax with us. Our topic today is balance and beauty, how they're related and how do we attract them in everyday life. Our guest in studio is Luann Sibick. Luann is a master educator of interior alignment. She has the distinction of being a member of a very small select group of worldwide interior alignment instructors. And her credentials include the following, interior alignment practitioner, holistic color therapist, medical Qigong therapist. Uh, She is versed in both Eastern and Western astrology, aromatherapy. Um, She's a Taoist yoga instructor, certified soul coach, and she helps design websites that are also in harmony. Welcome Luann to Simple Life Radio. I am so delighted to be here Cynthia. This is so much fun to be here with you and to get to share some information with your listeners today. Well I'm delighted that you're here. And um, I thought maybe to start, um, given the list of professional titles and talents that we just shared with our listeners, it's clear that you have a lot of focus in the areas of balance and beauty, and I wondered if you could share with us if it's always been that way for you.
1: I'll say yes and no. Um, Yes, because I've always been passionate about art and design and color and aromatherapy and how to blend all of those things. No, in the sense that I spent about 22 years in the corporate world of computer programming, which isn't always about beauty and balance. That's for sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So how did you get started in this particular field? Well, I, I consider myself now a full-time
1: feng shui and space clearing teacher and consultant. And I also offer people services in what we call soul coaching, which is a very special process to kind of find out what your your life mission is and live your joy and your dream. Okay. So when I started, um, I guess I've always started learning about these things, taking... Um, courses on the side in different different modalities, everything from interior design to um, essential oils and aromatherapy. And I was working my corporate job just thinking these were like play toys. But I used them for my own life. I used them um, to make shifts in my life. My job was stressful. I worked at a rehab center for people with Um, traumatic injury, people with brain injuries, spinal cord injuries, and I was the IT director. And so the place that I worked was a place where people were very sad. They were realizing their life was never going to be the same. And so I used these things I was learning about color, about arrangement, about um, creating an uplifting attitude to not only support my staff in their office space, but to also uplift the other people in the building. And while it might sound a little crazy, I was even asked by the CEO of the building when he learned that I was studying feng shui and aromatherapy, he said, I don't really get this stuff that you're doing, but I'd really love for you to just do it. And so I'm gonna have you work with the housekeeping department and the and the facilities engineering department, and you pick colors, and you decide where things are gonna go, and, and it was amazing. So even though I spent years there, 17 years there, um, writing their computer systems and teaching everybody in the building how to use them. When I would go back to visit after I left, it was people remembered me as the person who changed the color in their space <laughs> or got the aromatherapy. So, I I love that testament to that. That
0: is wonderful. <laughs> that's so incredible. And that's also a testament to no matter what kind of job you have, to follow your passion. Absolutely. And when you feel the pull to really contribute in a way that makes your heart joyful, just go for it. Exactly. I teach a lot of my
1: feng shui practitioners that it's not about having to always quit the day job in order to use what you're learning. Use what you believe in, do what you believe in. In every walk of life and we will make the world a better place if we brought these principles into every corporate environment every store every place where people meet and connect and do their life's work our world would be a better
0: place we don't have to keep it separate that's so great Luann our guest in studio today Luann Civic. we're talking about beauty and balance so Luann did you ever have doubts about you know, your endeavors of of the kind of work you're doing right now or um, even whether or not that would happen for you when you were back doing IT with computers. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Whenever I was, when I was in my
1: IT world, I found it really hard to imagine that I could do anything but the job with the paycheck. Of course, I would have the little fantasy of, oh, what would what, what would it be like to go out and be a feng shui consultant? Maybe I could do it on the side, and I and I did. I did it on the side, and then one day I realized that the corporate world was not where I wanted to be anymore. It just my heart wasn't in it. Um, I hated some of the decisions that were being made in this healthcare environment that I worked in. There were decisions that were being made that weren't for the patient's best and highest good. And I couldn't be in support of that. And I know that sounds really high and lofty, but it it, it just, it, the, the thing that gave me joy about that place was seeing people get their lives back together. And it wasn't happening anymore. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to go do my thing. If I fail miserably, I'll go get another job. Mm-hmm. But I had to try. And at the same time, my husband had also gotten his degree in Chinese medicine. So we both kind of... We both decided to go off the regular beaten path and do what our hearts had been calling us to do. And am I going to say that it wasn't scary at times? Sure, it was. But we just kept the belief. And I will also say I used everything I knew about feng shui and space clearing to set intentions, to create a space that supported our our. Goals, our dreams, our beliefs, to help keep us in balance and not go kind of crazy in trying to try to do something so very new. Um, I, I'm based in the Pittsburgh area, so Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, is not known as like the real spiritual capital of the world. So what we were doing there 15 years ago was pretty different, and most people didn't get it. So. Um, it was not an, an easy path, but I will say that we have done very, very well considering. So my belief is it was our intentions. It was the way we set up our space to support us. And it really helps me believe in what I do for other people.
0: That that says a lot. That says a lot. Now, you know, I I'm imagining folks listening out there have... Aspirations of their own, Mm -hmm. things that they want to really do, and they don't feel like you said they can quit their day job to do it. So, can you? Are you willing to give us some maybe some specific examples of the kinds of things that really brought up doubts or created obstacles for you? So, we have a sense of that. Um, You mean prior to launching
1: in the new career? Okay. Yeah.
0: When you were kind of like wanting to do this new thing, but you still had your IT day job. Oh well, the, the very real doubt is financially,
1: how would I make this work? You know the reality is we have mortgages. we gotta we gotta buy food, you have to pay for things. And so one of the things I did, it wasn't it wasn't an overnight decision, okay. Um, I decided that I needed to walk my walk all the time. So I brought my essential oils into the office. I um, was the manager of the department and I, I said one day, we're going to set up feng shui day. Everybody needs to get their their work done by a certain time this day, and then we're going to rearrange the desk. We're going to create a better environment in our office. And um, so, so I was using what I knew in the place where I worked. So I was trying to marry two worlds, if that makes sense. That does was, make sense. And... By doing that and people realizing that there was a difference in the space, and it wasn't just the people in my department that recognized it. People in other departments recognized it, too, and all of a sudden they wanted to use our conference room. <laughs> um, they wanted to know if I'd come over and share some ideas about what to do in their space. So, well, that was validating. Oh, it was very validating. So, again, it was like I was I was practicing what I had learned. I was getting confirmation that these things even in a space where people didn't get what feng shui was they recognized that there was a difference in how they felt um people would come into the conference room that we worked on and actually get things resolved there wasn't arguments people worked together as a team because that was the energy and the template i set up in that space so the fact that I could see it work and other people felt that validation gave me, it helped with some of the doubts. Okay. Yeah. It was kind of like, no, this really, this is really working. It's working in my personal life and it can work here even with people who are not believers.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it sounds like it was changing your own sense of identity mm-hmm. using the feng shui and all the principles you were learning. Absolutely. Because I I find for myself when I'm starting to learn something new and I want to really show up in the world that way, the biggest hurdle is really how I see myself. Do I feel like a fraud? Exactly. Or do I feel like that's really a true expression of what I'm bringing in? And I hear so many people in, um, I'll
1: I'll say the spiritual world or the energy world, feel like they have to lead two separate lives, that they have to have their, their persona, they have it, their day job, or their their paycheck job, and then who they really are. And it is scary to show who you really are, but that would be the first step, because if you can't really step into changing your persona, um, then even if you quit the day job and attempt to do the other thing, if you haven't believed it or owned it in all aspects, if you can't go into the grocery store and talk to people about it,
0: then you are not going to be successful at it. That's a really, really good point. And so, in your experience, Luann, what kinds of things might have a person not be willing to step into that expanded persona? Fear. Fear. Fear of being judged.
1: Uh, And maybe I'm just talking from my Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania (laughs) viewpoint, but there it's the fear of being judged. And uh, if you are taken, if you are, you know, at, If you're the manager of a department and all of a sudden you come in and you're talking about angels, there could be people thinking, well, she's lost it, right? Um, So there's a fear aspect of that. That would be the biggest thing, Um, fear of being judged, fear of losing promotions, fear of losing opportunities because people no longer feel that you are the right person for it. But you know what? Maybe you're not the right person for it because if they needed somebody who was going to do something that was not within your ethical belief system, then why put yourself in that situation?
0: And that's oftentimes what happens. We feel like we're really not fitted to the role or the job that we're in, and it's a constant, chronic sense of stress. Mm-hmm. We 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 don't wanna be the way people expect us to be because it doesn't line up with our values, and yet we don't wanna give up our values, we still hold a candle for them, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what you're talking about, Luann, is just own that and just really be courageous and find a way to really follow what your calling is and what you're drawn to do.
1: Absolutely, and I will say even, even when I started my feng shui career, okay, and I started out as a consultant. And, you know, I'd like to say that everything just went magically all the time, but it didn't. But what I found is that the things that didn't go as I had intended or what I had planned, it was either a wonderful way to learn something about myself, or it was... um that the universe had something bigger and better in mind for me. And if I would have been in the thing that I had planned, then this bigger, better thing wouldn't have happened. So every time it's kind of worked out as a blessing, but sometimes when you're in the trenches of it, it doesn't feel like a blessing. It feels like, a, oh, no, why did this happen to me? Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. And it's always so much easier to identify the scary parts of whatever our path is bringing. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's really useful because, I mean, you're talking about your experience from a feng shui practitioner and instructor, but really, these are simple things that apply to any kind of um, path that someone really has interest in doing and expanding into. Absolutely. You know, I want to segue just a minute here and um, talk about some of the most common requests or concerns that you've fielded that people have brought to you. Um, in
1: the realm of feng shui, probably the things that people ask to have a consultation about, um, I would like to say it, that it's because you know their lives are perfect and they just want to take it to the next level. But that's not it. Generally, people seek out something like um, a feng shui consultation because they've heard that it can help them perhaps attract their soulmate. It can help them with their career. Um, it can help them generate more abundance. And indeed, feng shui can do all of those things. And it's not like a ma- waving a magic wand. What happens is we use feng shui, it's, and I'm sure most of your listeners know what feng shui is, but feng shui is the Chinese term um, meaning that we're looking at your environment in terms of what the items are that you see, and then also what is unseen, the energy in the space, how the space feels. And by setting those two things up to be a template for how you want your life to be. So when you set up the template in your space for your success in finding your soulmate, or enriching your your relationship with your with your partner, or um, being seen for your true um, talents in your career, or enlarging your abundance, then when you set that template up in your home or in your office then you start to bring your vibration, or your mindset shifts from the, oh, woe is me, to the, I know that this is possible. And when both of those things are in alignment, what happens is that you attract that which you desire. So if you are focused on negative, you attract the negative. And if you're focused on the positive, you attract the positive, and it works.
0: Wow. That sounds pretty simple. So, uh people are really looking for setting up a better situation for themselves and having it come to them versus them trying to chase it. And and have that has that actually happened? Oh yeah. Um yeah, it works.
1: <laughs> and and there's two two aspects, well, there's three aspects to it. Um yeah, you want to set up the template of your space to support what you want but let's say somebody wants a new job, I will help them set up their space to support that new energy coming into their life, they also still need to take action. But what's going to happen is their space is going to be um, helping them feel motivated to take action. They're going to feel better about themselves, so they're going to want to take action. And then there's the other aspect of what you are born with in life. What gifts, talents, abilities, maybe from an astrological standpoint, from a genealogy standpoint, a genetic standpoint, what you're born with. And so you take that mix, and that's what you create life with. Do you have any stories for us? I know you do. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll share you some, with you some of mine. Please. Um, and some of them are really easy. So maybe this might inspire one of your listeners. Um, so one, one day I was thinking about, all right, I would like to ramp up my abundance a little bit. I need to bring in some more students and some more clients. And I'm looking at the feng shui of my space, and I'm thinking it's looking pretty great. And then I opened up my purse and pull out my wallet, and I realized that my wallet was a gift from an ex-husband who had uh, during our marriage always wanted to control my money. And I thought, well, I think this wallet has now outlived its usefulness, and so we were going to the mall, so went to the mall, bought myself a new wallet, sat in the middle of the mall, exchanged everything out of the old wallet into the new wallet, pitched the old wallet, and then my husband Ted and I went to the movies. It was a Saturday night. We go into the movies. I turned my cell phone off, watch a great movie. We come out, turn my cell phone on, and I had five calls from potential clients and two people who wanted to be students (laughs) and so most people think the feng shui has to be about the way you arrange your living room or something definitely to do with your space but it's any object around you my wallet represented abundance to me and by shifting and changing the energy of that wallet I I cleared that old energy out of my life and brought in what I wanted
0: Wow. Now, see, that is a cool story. I mean, <laughs> who doesn't want that? There's a bunch of people running to the mall right now I to know. get new wallets. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to be taking a short break here um, and having more time after the break to come back with our guest in studio, Luann Cibic. Um But I want to let everybody know that the music that you'll be listening to before the break, we actually sell at the bookstore Pilgrim's Way Community Bookstore and Secret Garden in downtown Carmel-by-the-Sea. We have a large selection of music, actually. But if you want to give a call for any reason, we'll be talking about books in a little bit. The number there, 831-624-4955, should reach Paul or Tim. They're happy to help you out with anything that you need. Uh, Our show today will be in the form of a podcast shortly, and uh, you can find that a few different ways but the easiest way is to go to the website pilgrimsway.com where you'll find prior episodes along with this particular episode and um, you just click on the Simple Life Radio tab, either listen online or download that archive. Our topic today is balance and beauty and our guest Luann Civic is a master educator of interior alignment and medical Qigong therapist among many other things so When we come back, we're going to be talking more about beauty and balance and find out what kinds of things you can do in your space for yourself to create more restoration and relaxation. I'm your host, Cynthia Fernandez. Stay with us for more Simple Life. And we're back in studio with our guest today, Luann Sibic master educator of Alignment, uh, interior alignment, sorry. And I'm your host, Cynthia Fernandez. You're listening to Simple Life Radio. Before we went to the break, we were talking about how to basically um, re-energize your life to bring more abundance. And Luann was speaking about a specific example. That was great. But Luann, tell us about the importance of space clearing. Maybe explain what space clearing is And if you have suggestions for folks that they can actually do for themselves, we'd love to know. I would love to share
1: that information. Um, The interior alignment system that I train in was created by Denise Lin, and a phenomenal woman who not only looked at the Chinese aspect of feng shui, but learned from indigenous cultures all over the world how they work with the power of nature to create an uplifting space to live in and create that template for their life. Something that cultures all over the world did is as a process of shifting and changing that invisible part that we don't see in our space, but we can all feel it. I mean, everybody knows when they walk into a room that somebody's just had an argument with somebody and how how that hangs in the air, like you can feel it. And so working with clearing that energy, that emotional energy out of the air, is part of what space clearing is. Now sometimes people think of space clearing as clutter clearing, and absolutely clutter clearing is Something we need to do in our modern society. <laughs> when you have a lot of stuff in your space, what happens is all of that emotional energy that gets generated, instead of it being able to easily move out of your space, it gets stuck. And actually, objects that are made of paper or wood or other materials absorb that emotional energy and then hang on to it in Uh-oh. the space. Oh, no. Yeah. So
0: when you move back into your parents' house.
1: Yeah or you inherit their stuff yes okay so it does it's not bad it's not good it just is And understanding how to clear that energy out of the space can make a huge difference in how you feel because if you're surrounded by an emotional energy that's not how you want to feel, it eventually shifts you. You wake up in a happy mood, but the emotional energy in the space is somber, or sad. It's gonna bring you down no matter how cheerful you were feeling. So by setting some intention and creating that energy that you want in the space, It can change lives it literally can change lives space clearing also can work with other energies ghosts spirits um, things we call predecessor energy which is more like a repetitive pattern sorry (laughs) (laughs) gesturing with my hands here is like (laughs) I'm space clearing the studio Um, so it can it can work on all of those levels but what I'd love to do is share today some things that people can use both in their home and in their office space to help shift and change that energy to support them And I will say that I happen to love your store. Okay. Thank you. Every time I come out here to um, teach a course or um, I like to go on vacation out here, too. Every time I'm out here, coming to your store is one of the highlights because it's the best store ever. (laughs) And you have some of the best things in that store, so I thought I would just share about some of the things people can use to change the energy of their space. Um, Probably the thing that people most associate with space clearing is the use of SAGE. Mm -hmm. And SAGE is very powerful. SAGE is what the Native Americans would use to change the energy of their space. And they wouldn't do it just when something bad had happened and they needed to clear it. They would really reset the energy of their space every time it was going to be used for a different purpose. So if they were going to have a group of people over and they were going to have a celebration they would clear the old energy from the space and set an energy and intention of a wonderful gathering of people and how they would all relate very well to each other and then after that great gathering even though it went really well they if it was just now the family or the one person going to be in that space they would clear that energy of all the different people and reset it so it would support them in that space so sage was the the tool of choice because it grew in this area mm-hmm. but native cultures all over the world it seems used like a whitish herb at something to burn to smudge with to clear the space hmm so sage is a wonderful one, but Palo Santo is another one and actually I would say Palo Santo is my favorite I love Palo Santo I I adore it and in in Pennsylvania where not everybody is saging things so often. You have to be kind of careful because the scent of sage might trigger people to think that that's something else you're burning at (laughs) home.
0: (laughs) That has happened in the store.
1: (laughs) So what I found is that Palo Santo is something that you can use in an office environment and nobody thinks anything strange is happening. Mm. They wonder where this beautiful kind of angelic scent is coming from and it It works really powerfully. Now, you can use it. I know you guys have a spray, which is awesome. We do,
0: yeah. So it's it's the smokeless version of either Palo Santo or Sage, which some of our customers have mentioned to me really helps them in travel because it's not convenient to pull out your matchbook and light up a a sage wand. Um, Absolutely. And
1: and you need to make it real and uh, really accessible so that you use it. And, okay, so if I was sitting in my IT office, um, no, I can't pull out the sage and sage after my (laughs) boss comes in and tells me I have a project due on Friday, okay? (laughs) But I can pull out a spray and I can mist the air. And if people wanna know, oh, it's just an air freshener. Mm -hmm. Maybe they don't need to know anything else other than I have now just cleansed and cleared the energy of my space and kind of reset my intention in the space. The other thing I love about using a water-based spray is number one, you aren't gonna catch anything on fire okay so that's 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 an important thing you're not going to set off the smoke detectors another really important thing (laughs) and the third thing is that water relates to our emotional energy field okay Mm. so by using a water-based space clearing tool you are really getting at the um... emotional energy level of the space so it can actually work more powerfully in terms of clearing emotional energies then let's say let's say somebody says mm, Palo Santo doesn't do it for me. Sage doesn't do it for me. Every essential oil and essential oil are not perfume oils. They're not fragrance oils, um, which are also lovely. But essential oils are actually made from the plant material. They're very highly concentrated, and the the quality ones like what you guys have um, honors that plant essence. So it's not just It smells nice. It holds the energy of the plant. Mm -hmm. Each plant has its own medicinal qualities as well as spiritual qualities. So for example, lemon oil. Lemon essential oil doesn't smell strange in somebody's office because they expect maybe that kind of scent because people use that as a cleaning product. That's true. Okay. But lemon has the properties of creating focus and clarity, so it's perfect for an office. So if you really need to concentrate on something, using a lemon essential oil in that space is gonna help focus and concentration. They did studies in Japan um, where they were noticing data entry clerks how accurate they were, and they pumped the lemon essential oil into the office space for some data entry clerks and their error rate went down compared to ones with no essential oil. They also did it with bank tellers. And so it, it bears out that lemon essential oil has that property of allowing you to really focus and be clear. Um,
0: That's great to
1: know. Yeah, and I think you guys have some great books, right, that talk you know about these we properties. Do.
0: So first of all, I want to mention uh, the Pocket Guide to Aromatherapy, which we do have displayed right with our aromatherapy sprays. Um, really easy, handy, simple to work with. And then we have Sage and Smudge, which is a book on how to use you know, sage for clearing it gives you different ideas and some of the history and aspects of setting intention, etc. And then spiritual cleansing by Ted Andrews is not specifically for um, using smudge of any kind, but just a really good tool for learning the aspect of keeping your your spiritual field, your uh, aura cleared, and what the benefits of that is. And then also smudging and blessing book. Um, which is great for, like, any kind of gatherings or celebrations like you were talking about. Mm -hmm. So much of this has to do with, as you said, preparing a space for people to gather in a really good way and some actual blessings, things to say that will bring that into the space as well. So I'm glad you asked about that. Uh, You're welcome. And I would encourage people not to only
1: think of it as something you do as a group. Every one of us is a sacred being. And I would encourage everybody to think that they are special enough and sacred enough that they should start each day with creating their own ceremony of honor, honoring what they want to do in that space and maybe with that book pulling out a blessing that uh, that appeals to them for that day and supports them in what they're going to do.
0: Good point. Luann, as someone who really works in the service of others, and I know that you're a very kind-hearted, generous person, I'm wondering how you feel about boundaries. Um, How important are they, and how do you, in a practical way, implement them? Um, Boundaries are important.
1: And sometimes you will hear the word protection. Um, I'm not fond of the protection word, because it implies that there's something negative out there. And, and I don't like to focus on the negative. But boundaries are important, or, or creating a sense of um, how to keep your energy separate from the energy that you don't want to take on from others. Like delineating. Exactly. And so one of the things I studied was medical Qigong, and Qigong is an energy work practice to help uh, build up your own energy level and what we call our Wei Chi level. And so creating that balance, within. strengthening and part of it is strengthening your body. Part of it is physical movement. Part of it is breath. But, being creating that strong sense of yourself, then the other thing is you need to honor everybody needs to honor their self enough to know what is in alignment with what they want and and not be coaxed into saying no or say, saying yes when they really mean to say no. Mm. And there's so many wonderful books out there that can help help really giving generous people. Find those words and find that strength to say no. And you guys have some wonderful authors there. You want to share a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, in the in the subject matter of boundaries, um, we have one really great book, "Boundaries in an Overconnected World," mm-hmm. that resonates. Um, we also have "How to Be an Adult" by David Rico, which is really inclusive of boundaries from a very sort of mature overview I love that book very simple Mm -hmm. straightforward and then um, similar to what we're talking about uh, body language of liars Mm -hmm. Um, it's a catchy title because you know kind of what they're talking about but really being able to identify and recognize quickly situations where you need to pay attention Mm -hmm. yeah um, Psychic Protection by Ted Andrews is another one that talks about boundaries but more on a subtle realm. Absolutely,
1: and I love Ted Andrews books, like kind of all of them, so, you know, and you have a lot of them over at the store. And when people work in the, in the energy field or the spiritual field, um, we like to think that everybody that we would encounter would be at that same level, but you know everybody's on their own path, and everybody's working through different stuff. And so it's a matter of recognizing um, when it's not your thing to take on. But it's a lot of times it's learning a lesson. Sometimes when people push your button or push your boundary, mm-hmm. it's giving you that opportunity to step up and make that delineation. So I know a lot of people are maybe caregivers in their family and. And it feels like they don't have the ability to say no to things. But I would encourage people to take advantage to some of these some of these books and resources you have. There's another one that that ties into this, and I'll say Cheryl Richardson's work, and she has her ultimate guide to self-care, um, which if you know you're not always in a situation where you can eliminate people or jobs or stress from your life that's so true. you need to take that opportunity to do self-care for yourself she also has a, a card deck that i have found really yes. useful
0: yeah we have three of them at the store mm-hmm. which one's your favorite um, I think there's grace cards and then self-care cards Yeah, it's the self-care cards yeah. that
1: I would recommend for people that are in a situation let's say they have an elderly parent that they care for and it's that can be a very stressful situation um, they, they can't um, eliminate that from their <laughs> life so what they need to do is find ways to incorporate self-care and in that self-care deck um, I've, I've had clients that I've gifted that to, because if they just pull a card a day, that it reminds them of something that they can do for themselves. That's a great idea.
0: Very simple. Mm-hmm. Let's give our listeners a takeaway. What can people do to freshen up their space and make it more of a restorative space for them? I know we talked about um, cleansing, etc., but I'm wondering if maybe we could just offer three little things that really make a big difference absolutely um people think that feng shui tend well i won't say that people tend
1: to think that feng shui is all about how you arrange the furniture in the space But it is so much more than that it is every sense that you have so it is what you see visually and I know we were talking about the the show today is about beauty and everybody's value of beauty is different true what I would encourage people to do is whatever space they spend the most time in maybe their office maybe their bedroom um, that there ought to be beauty in that space something in that space that is just there because it's beautiful maybe it has a function but really having something that is just beautiful in that space maybe it's as simple as stopping at the store and buying a bouquet of fresh flowers bringing something fresh vital and alive into a space adds to that uplifting sense of energy from what you can see then i want to people to think of what they can hear okay and sound affects us just as much as sight because sound is a wave that impacts our body and so by having nature sounds in a space can create a really balancing restorative feeling in a space playing something like singing bowls or CDs of singing bowls or CDs of very relaxing music um, even CDs of classical music those sound waves and vibrations affect the energy of the space and in a sense they also space clear it because those waves move the energy right. out so i would encourage people to think of what sounds they hear in their space the sound can also be used to i'll call it drowned out other sounds that are that maybe come from outside your space that are less than uplifting <laughs> and so those waves it's not just that it drowns it out what happens is the wave L- the wave pattern of the sound um, hits the other wave pa- pattern and doesn't even allow that wave to enter into your so space.
0: One neutralizes the other.
1: Exactly like two ripples in a pond whenever they meet. Yes. Okay. So visually what's beautiful what they can um, hear that uh, brings them back in touch with nature or feels relaxing and mm. balancing mm. and then paying attention to the scent of their space as well and everybody has a scent that maybe means home to them but using something like essential oils um, it not only smells uplifting but the actual energy in the space becomes uplifted through the use of those essential oils so those are things that can kind of easily be done without having to rearrange the furniture, paint the walls, Um, but I guarantee you it will make a shift in how the space feels.
0: Luann, I want to find out, that was wonderful, and I'm wondering if we can apply it to our inner world. So what's a good way of noticing our inner balance, and what can we do to take care of ourselves? Um, Of course, Cheryl Richardson's book, Or Cards, would play a, a, a part here, but in terms of recognizing when we're out of balance what do you what do you do i mean you live a very full life i do and
1: what i do for myself is i make time every morning to give gratitude and so my day starts by i have a a little intention altar in my office and and i i just start by giving great spirit the divine whatever whatever name you want to call that that energy that being gratitude for another day. Gratitude for the ability to see. Gratitude for the ability to move, to make a difference. Um, And by doing that, that really resets anything that pushed my buttons. Um, The other thing that I tend to, to do is I will use things like my Oracle cards, like Denise Lynn's soul coaching cards, or my Charleston cards, or many of the different angel cards out there, um, to pull a message for myself, so that I know what my intention should kind of be today, what mindset I need to hold. And that really helps also bring me back into a balance. Um, When people feel so very tired, um, many times it's because they are not living their truth. They're not able to live in their alignment. Mm-hmm. And so when people find they're just exhausted at the end of the day, maybe it's time to take a, a, a check of what did I do for myself today. It doesn't have to be the whole day needs to be for me. It's just those little things. Did you, do, did you drink enough water? Did you eat food that was really going to be restorative to your body? Did you take maybe 15 minutes to just breathe? Um, those simple things can make a huge difference for people
0: that is really a great reminder thank you so much for that and that's certainly accessible to any of us yes any of us and you know what they say on the airplane you need to take care of yourself so that you can take care of someone else. It doesn't really work very well the other way around. Absolutely. Now, I want to let folks know how they can get in touch with you for your professional services or for um, any of your classes. I know you offer certification classes as a master educator of interior alignment. So how do they get a hold of you? What's the best way? Um, If they want to look at my website,
1: I I have two of them. If they're looking at maybe a personal, I do distance consultations, both for Feng Shui and for space clearing. And that would be at inner-harmony.org. And if somebody was interested in certification, and I'm going to say even if you don't want to go out and be a practitioner, but you want that practitioner-level information so that you can empower your own life and your friends and and make a difference wherever you are, um, schoolcom would be a great way. And I've... It's been lovely. I've been out here this week teaching an instinctive feng shui course, and I'm planned to be out next year to teach a seven-star blessing space oh, clearing great. course. Yes. So I'm very excited about that. And
0: so you would have the schedule for that on your website yes. for folks that are local here or maybe want to travel here. Exactly, because it's um, a great place to come. It is a great <laughs> place to come, especially when you, you know, can call it business. Exactly. <laughs> well, we're nearing the end of our show, and at this point in the show, I really enjoy asking my guests what they envision for the future so what do you envision for the future Luann that
1: is a great question Cynthia and I like to think big and when I say think big, I like to envision like what I want the world to be like because if I can envision the world being a certain way then I then I not that I'm trying to influence everybody else but if I envision a world where people become more and more conscious of they impact the world Mm. that their thoughts positive or negative impact the world and so what i would like to if i was going to have a wish and a dream it would be that i am able to make a shift in people so that they would think positive thoughts that they would have uplifting thoughts, and then those people will influence the people around them Mm. to have positive and uplifting thoughts, and then those people will influence even more people. So um, I would love to have the world be a place that evolves into less negativity and more support and positive thinking.
0: Well, I want to be there.
1: You're For there, sure. honey. You're there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and our our imagination is so creative. Sometimes it's easy to forget how much power we actually have as we go through our day, imagining something. You know, listening into that dialogue is is uh, very telling. It is, and we as human beings
1: are programmed to hang on to the negative, which is a sad thing. Yeah. You know, I know if people hear you know a hundred compliments those they they might accept but if they hear one negative criticism they tend to hold that to heart oh, and replay true. it over and over again yeah. and so it becomes really important for us to very consciously think of those positive things um not to dwell on the negative things that can happen but to think of the positive things that that they are hoping and planning and 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 thinking of so um
0: Uh, So, yeah, the power of positive thinking. Absolutely. So, since our show today is uh, sponsored by Pilgrim's Way Community Bookstore and Secret Garden, I would love to find out from you your all-time favorite book. That is so hard because I love (laughs) books. It's like an unfair question.
1: Um, But probably my, I'll say my favorite series is the Harry Potter series. Yeah. Because it's so...
0: It's so powerful, and it's so fun. I just, I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, I completely understand that. In fact, you know, David Radcliffe is in a new movie that's out in the theaters right now, and every time I look at him in his previews, it's like, there's Harry Potter all grown up. I know. I know. I have to
1: share. I was out souvenir shopping today before I head back, and I got a... Sea Potter, a, a Harry Sea Potter down it you know, and he's got the little glasses <laughs> on. Anyway, it was great.
0: That's cute. <laughs> so, Luann, what book are you
1: reading now? Um, so, yet another unfair question, because there's probably <laughs> about eight books that I have um, bookmarks in that I'm in the midst of reading. A couple of my recent favorites have been um, "Proof of Heaven." I think was the name of one of them. Yeah, um, I absolutely love that, Doctor Alexander. Yes, and um, Greg Braden has a new book out that I, the with the power of positive belief. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So, those are the two that are that are on my nightstand right now.
0: Well, if your nightstand looked like my nightstand, it's about four feet tall with piles of books. There's so many good books out there. I won't ask you that same question, (laughs) Cynthia. What book are you reading right now? Yeah, we don't have that much time. Well, it has been a distinct pleasure to have you in our studio and sharing all of your experiences or as many as we had time for with our Simple Life audience. So thank you so much, Luann, for sharing today. Thank you so much for having me here. And I wanted to let everybody know kind of what we have coming up uh, in the bookstore and around in the, uh, in the community. We have um, two weeks from today, I'm going to be airing an interview with uh, another traveling talent, uh, Guy McPherson, who is uh, very heavily devoted to environmental issues. Uh, he's written a couple of books. The first book that he wrote a number of years ago is titled Going Dark. And it's about, of course, running out of oil and environmental impact of uh, of that kind of practice that we've been doing for so long. His second book most recently is titled Extinction Dialogues, um, where he takes it to the next level, more currently, what, what do we do, what happens if... And uh, so that will be in two weeks here on Simple Life Radio. That same day, on the 27th of September, he will be at Pilgrim's Way uh, doing a book signing and certainly available to meet with people and have um, informal conversation. So please plan on coming by. If you need advance arrangements, you could always give us a call. We'll take care of that for you. Have him sign whatever you need and send it out to you in a jiffy. Our number, again, 831-624-4955. And, uh, yeah, always stay in touch with our Facebook page. That's where we list our events. And if you're not getting your personal email of Pilgrim's Way events, check out our website. Sign up at the bottom of the page, any of the pages. Uh, Website is pilgrimsway.com. Check out that Simple Life Radio uh, tab as well for all of the prior episodes, including this one. Give me a little time to get it processed, but we'll have that up there. If there is a subject matter, a question, or something that you'd like me to focus on in a future show, you can send me an email to simplelife@pilgrimsway.com, and I'm happy to take care of that for you. So I um, want to just give a shout out to tim and paul holding down the fort at the bookstore Um, we just got a brand new delivery of uh, bells in the garden that sound exquisite so if you're in the area drop on by and take a look at those they're great to play with well i hear casey abrams coming up with our simple life music so i will sign off now have a great week until then keep it simple